At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app, ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. It is third down and 10 from the Browns 45. Fields back to pass, up to the pocket. He rolls left, time's run out. It's going down into the end zone. Knock it down. The ball is intercepted. It's intercepted by the Browns. And D'Anthony Bell got it. I blacked out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's, that's this season. Jake, I mean, there's going to be times that uh, you just got to trust your guys. Who could have broke this story? I mean, and I'm a Dr. Seuss, so. And you're myself, dog. <laughs> but, you know, luckily our defense made an exceptional play, you know, uh, sealed the game, and that was it. Of all the towering figures in American literature, Dr. Seuss is the one who gets the shout-out from Miles Garrett as the one who couldn't come up with a story like this. It prompted that moment the loudest reaction of the season so far in the viewing room as that ball came down, and Darnell Mooney had it, and then kicked it up into the arms right. of DeAnthony Bell right. to end the game. It was incredible. Because that's not tie game. That's not overtime. No, that's, that's win. That's walk-off. Right. That, think of how differently we'd feel about the Bears today and the Browns today oh. if Darnell Mooney catches this pass. Now, let me, let's me let keep showing this. The Bears are close. You know, they really are. There are a lot of things to be excited about. I talked to DeAnthony Bell. He right. said, we were studying film this week of Hail Mary's league-wide, and he said, I noticed that the offensive players are gathering in front of the wall of defensive right. players because they knock it down. It's like, I will catch it. Right. So he made the break over to Darnell Mooney because he's like, uh-oh, he's going to do it. And as he's making the break over, the ball gets kicked right yeah. to him. Because he, I, when I was talking to DeAnthony, I – wasn't watching the clip because if I had, I would have said, you know what, you weren't going to get there in time. He was catching that ball. Oh, definitely, right. But the fact that he was making the move over there put him in position to make the catch because there he is right there, just kind of like, hey, boom, that's it. And he said, you know, I'm supposed to knock it down too, but look how fast it happens. He just like, there's the ball, I'm yeah, taking and it. And he gets stuck in between a few it. people, and it, it's hard. It's not as easy to knock the ball straight down as everybody thinks it is. You know, there's a lot of people trying to make things happen. You knock the ball, it might knock off your teammate's shoulder pad or helmet and it goes into the air right yeah, it's and, not a volleyball spike exactly right it's not you don't get the opportunity to really slam it down you're just trying to tip it down yeah and within that you don't always hit it clean or crush it or one of the browns right players away. told devin mccourty that in the future we're just gonna just gonna inter- catch, just it. catch it just yeah. catch Deron harman yeah uh, Deron harman we're just gonna catch it right yeah right which i, I think there's something there to that too you but know? the problem is if you butterfinger it at all and it starts popping it around, goes, it's even easier for exactly. the offensive player to catch yeah, it. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but it was it added some great excitement to the end of that football game. I, I mean, the Browns, I don't know, they're arguably, I think, one of my favorite teams to watch in the league right now. They kind of can't miss football. Their defense, I have a man crush on it. I mean, their defense is phenomenal. And, not, and, and what I think I love about them more than anything, Mike, is like they go for the kill every play. Right, you. I think you heard me a few times during the game in the in the the the, the viewing room where I'm like, look at this. It's second and seven. They got nine guys at the line of scrimmage. They're playing man to man like it's first and goal on the one inch line. I mean, it's just they don't play to like, oh, let's make sure it's you know not second and four. They go, we want second and fourteen. It's like every play is like, no, we think we can make you lose yards here. I mean, their defense makes so many plays. Right, and this one they saved their ass, their defense. I know Joe Flacco is going to get a lot of the credit for throwing for 374 yards. I wish I could throw three interceptions and a pick six and get credit for a game like that. Damn, 
I mean, you know, the pick six, another time he throws an interception, it gets returned inside the five-yard line. They hold the Bears to a field goal. The pick six was off the guy's hands. Yeah, it was, it was unlucky. That's right. But it still was trying to jam the ball into the middle of the field. Now, this one, he kind of gets hit as he's throwing it, too. Now, what my main point and what I was trying to get to a little here is I know they can't run the football right now, right? And, yeah, you'd like your tight end to catch that ball. It was a bang-bang play. It's a good play by two linebackers who were getting paid a lot of money by the Bears in free agency last year, and that was good signings by them. My thing is, is just, you know, that should have been a touchdown right there. That was after the muff punt by the Chicago Bears. Doesn't, uh, you know, end up zero points. But guess what happens? The Cleveland Browns defense stops the Bears on the ensuing drive who took – I'll get here first – have a fourth and one at the 33-yard line up 17-7. Kick the freaking field goal and go up 20-7. Instead, they go for it against the best defense in football, and Justin Fields doesn't get the first down, and they go down and kick a field goal and kind of take momentum back of the football game. Yes, thank you. Turning point right there just like that. Here it is, Matt Eberflus, big moment of the game. You can go up 13. The Browns offense ain't done jack diddly oh, spot for the most so part. Close. Play of the day by I mean Cam Mitchell, rookie from Northwestern. Way to go. Uh, he's a good little player. Play some nickel for them, but good job. So close, like you said. But that, to me, was the turning point of the football game. Cleveland kind of took control there. But the other point I was trying to get back to is just, like, they got to manage Joe Flacco a little bit. Like, like. We've been watching Joe Flacco the last few years. I mean, he's a human turnover machine. If they call a deep throw, he throws it deep no matter what. If there's seven guys there, he still throws it deep. So they got to be a little careful. I know they can't run the ball, and they're going to have to throw to win the game. But you do have an unbelievable defense. Play through that a little bit more. I just feel like they're, a li- they're, they're skating by right now, and I don't know if it's realistic, and they just need to rein it in on that side of the ball just a little bit more uh, because, you know, again, they almost lost the game yesterday. They probably shouldn't have because of the over-aggressive nature of their own offense. I will give Joe Flacco credit, though, for yeah. forgetting about the turnovers for and real. getting the job done. No doubt. How many guys have we seen, once it starts to go, right. they shell. can't quit thinking about yeah, what right. they did earlier, right. and they can't just relax and play that's right and make the throws after the fact that allow things like this the setup to david and yeah, joe this throw the right third here. and 15 with a guy in his Woo! face and he kind of he kind of double away. clutches it right. before he throws it yeah. and it's a little high and Njoku makes the catch and next thing you know it's field goal range the pitching catch to amari cooper oh, i mean cooper crossing yeah the yeah it, it's fearless so to to and this is a testament to having a guy who has played for so long, he's seen it all, he's done it all, he's not going to get freaked out. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, P.J. Walker, Joe Flacco at age 23 is not going to shake off the three interceptions the way that 38-year-old Joe Flacco did, and that that is one of the benefits that they have, and it is fun to watch it happen. And in Joku, do we have the touchdown? I still don't understand how he managed to avoid the, and this is a rule we've learned the over the years foot. the heel toe yeah or the toe heel, heel. Yeah, toe heel if you toe tap on the sideline right. and your whole foot doesn't come down in bounds it's a catch if your toe lands in and the rest of your foot in the natural process of taking a step that's what the rule book says right like boom if you yeah if you're on the if you're facing the field and your toes hit and your heels come down out of bounds it's you're out, out of bounds. bounds and we just thought that's what happened. Right. It was toe heel, and Joku's out of the back of the end zone. When you watch that play, he twists his foot and keeps the heel. It's incredible from landing out of bounds. And I was hoping to talk to him after the game. He was in high demand, as you can imagine, second 100-yard receiving game of his career. But I, it's uncanny. I've never seen anybody manage to move their foot like that and get it to come down in bounds yeah. in that moment. I mean, because like- that's. Are you really practicing? Are you practicing in. catching at the back of the end zone? Maybe he is. That's what I want to I ask. Don't know How much do you practice that? Foot and all that, but I do think to like your point, it's a guy that now he's played a lot of ball and he's just got a feel and a sixth sense of where he is on the field. And you know, that's what happens as a player is the more you get to play and do all that, you start to become better at little, you know, what do you call instinctual things there. And yeah, this is incredible. I mean, you're right. First off, he is a specimen. If you ever saw David and Joku in person, you'd be like, oh my gosh, like safeties and corners got to tackle this guy in the NFL. 
you know, we're, I don't know if we got the correct angle that they show after the review and you all can that. You see at the back where that foot comes but down, and it it's was. like there's I mean, no way that heel's in bounds. There's no way it's in bounds. Holy crap, it's in bounds. It, it really, it was in by maybe a millimeter. But uh, it's it's great to see as well. He struggled early in his career. Right. He was kind of felt like a borderline bust. They yeah. ended up paying him, and this was like this was one of the Deshaun Watson toys. Here we go. But now Here it's become. Go. There it is. How? He turns it and he keeps it. And it looks, still looks like maybe part of it hit. I, I, I don't it, know. I, that's they got a little the gift there. Room, whoop, whoop. I know. I, see I think it was yeah. one of those so close where it goes back to your saying. If we have to look at it this many times and go on this long, we're just going to keep the, sta- the feel on the. The, yeah, the you know the what? Field. You know what? Though now that we see that angle, yeah, this well, morning in the light of day, our friend Gridelli, who's in the was viewing with us, he thought oh, it was out, right? He does turn the foot, but it's after it hits. You don't see any dirt get dug up on the white. That's what's weird about it, and, and that's where I think it becomes really hard to actually go. Did that heel actually come down all the way? And I think they gave the tie goes to the runner here because of what the call was on the football field. There was another example of it yesterday where it looked like there was a catch that should have been overturned to a non-catch or vice versa. It just makes me think somebody read someone the riot act about clear and obvious as we get closer to the playoffs, right. and it better be clear and obvious. And if, if you, you have, have to, look to at it squint, four times, that, it's, it's too yeah, long, yeah. right? Yeah. And and we say that all the time, but sometimes if you go too far one way, you see that. You know it when you see it. All right, I retract everything I said. It was an incredible effort by David and Joker, but I think his foot came down out of bounds. <laughs> You're awesome. That was an angle that I didn't get a clean look at as we were watching eight games yesterday. Um, but uh, but regardless, the Browns are making it work. They're nine and five. They're the five seed right now. Going to Houston this next week. Kevin Stefanski is the first Browns head coach with multiple winning seasons since Marty Schottenheimer did it in the eighties, which means Kevin Stefanski is the first coach of these Browns. Yes. Because those Browns are the Ravens now. Yes, right. Sorry, Miles. Yeah. Those Browns are the Ravens now. These Browns, who entered the league as an expansion team in nineteen ninety nine, have never had a head coach with multiple winning seasons. No, you know, that, that, that Marty Schottenheimer Browns, of course, was prime Browns, one of the best teams in football there for a number of years and kept getting upset by Elway and AFC championship games and having to deal with the Elway drive, Magic, the fumble, the fumble, all that crap, right? They had another one where they just got their butts beat, I think, in the 89 championship game that year. Uh, but you know, there's there's some things to really respect about this Cleveland defense. You know, their defense makes a lot of plays. Schwartz, the way he games plans and just how aggressive they are and how they, you know, the scheme and the talent all mesh well together. And the fact that, you know, they came into this year as a, one of the elite running teams in football. And now because of the injuries in the O-line, Nick Chubb and all that, they're having to drop back. It's three games in a row, mid-40 pass attempts for Joe Flacco. You know, if you told me that, I would go, well, I don't think they can win that way. So that's it's shocking and not only are they winning that way they're making big plays but I do think it's got to be reined in just a little bit because I don't know if you're going to beat the really really good teams in the AFC you know making some of the mistakes we've seen them make think about some of the potential AFC playoff games oh I know yeah Bills Browns Ravens Browns Ravens Browns Flacco goes back to Baltimore I know right yeah yeah there's there's some good ones you got the you throw the Chiefs in there you got the Bills you got the Browns you got the Ravens you got the the Texans of CJ Stroud when he's back the Dolphins out there some very exciting AFC playoff games and the AFC is so wide open to see who the sacrificial lamb to the 49ers will be is going to be a heck of a contest. And even then, even then with the 49ers, you just, you never know. We, we, we had that scare yesterday. Brock Purdy yeah, went down. Right. You never know when one of those key players is going to be injured, and that will change everything even when it happens. All right, we're going to take a break. Superlatives for week 15 when PFT Live continues right after this. PFT Live Monday edition. Here we are, superlatives time. This is a. It, it's funny how the show evolves and changes over the course of the season. Just to peel back the curtain a little bit, we just kind of use this as a mechanism to talk about some of the other games, and we hand out awards and we come up with the names. We basically pull them out of thin air and/or our butts in the break beforehand. <laughs> we go back and forth. Who's going to take which game? And it's all just a vehicle for talking about the games in a way differently than how we have done it throughout. So that said, time for your first superlative. Well, I got to go to my old squad. I mean, I got to, right? I mean, our matey, yo-ho, yo-ho, the Baker's life for me. That's right. Baker Mayfield. I mean, the Bucks. I mean, what they're doing on offense here as of late, 
Uh, just they become, you know, easily the most explosive passing game in the NFC South. But yeah, I mean, I think the transformation of Todd Bowles wanted to be a defense, running the ball type of football team early on in the year. They realized they're not going to run the ball. So they've gone vice versa and said, we're going to throw the ball, open up the field that way. And then if we can run you know, after that because teams are worried about our pass game, that's great. But man, when they drop back to throw the football, it's for 15 and 20 and 30 yard completions, as you see here. I mean, seams and screens, that's what they do. Attack down the field, oh, get soft coverage, and they are a very good wide receiver screen. I think this is something Tom Brady kind of instilled into the Buccaneers, honestly, him being there. But Chris Godwin, he is kind of the screen guy. But the way that Baker, his arm, throw the ball down the field to Godwin, Mike Evans, Kate Otten can stretch the field a little bit. And then they find a screen game with the receivers. And then Rasheed White, the running back a little too, to find him underneath. They got a little something working right now. It's impressive and good for Baker Mayfield. He deserves this. He's been a little screwed over by some of his last stops, and here he is settling in and, and really carrying this Buccaneers offense right now. I talked to him last week after they beat the Falcons. He said he wants to stay in Tampa Bay. And, you know, we're in that final few weeks of the season that will determine futures. Yeah. And he plays like this. Well, they may have to franchise tag him to keep him around, frankly. You look at all the quarterback needy teams out there, sure. and Mayfield has reestablished himself. And and I, I'm I'm glad for him, and I also am glad for me because you look at his career arc, and it's really been a yeah. career roller coaster. Right. 2018, pretty damn good. 2019, it was a mess in Cleveland. 2020, he was back. They were on Should the brink the Chiefs, of beating probably. the Chiefs. Right. And then 2021, yeah. that's when week two, he messes up his shoulder, and he keeps trying to play with a bad shoulder, right. and it all falls apart. And then last year was just a uh, – I was yeah. going to say a really Panthers, bad word. It was a cluster – Goes to the Rams. Well, they some squat good on there. him in Cleveland. Yeah, They're trying to trade right. him. Right. It's like, let's just part ways. Give the whole no Deshaun options. Watson thing. Yeah. It, yeah, they screwed him over in and, Cleveland. And he got like a $4.5 million base salary this year. Talk about bargains. Yeah. You want to talk value? Somebody was making the argument to me last week that Brock Purdy is more of an MVP than Dak Prescott because Brock Purdy is cheap. It's a greater value. Well, if that's the case, Baker Mayfield's an MVP candidate, and I'm only half kidding. <laughs> I, there's five names deep on the ballot. He's got to be one of the names right now. What he's doing for that Buccaneers team and putting them in position to win the division, if they win the division, he will be one of my five. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I won't be mad at you that. If he continues what he's doing right now, I don't know if I'm ready to put him on the ballot quite yet, but it's, you know, he, he does this three more weeks, 300 yards, touchdowns, winning the game because of his big right arm. You know, I, I hear you. He could too. Deserves to be in the conversation. Quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League have had perfect passer ratings at Lambeau Field. Wow, too. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. All right. And Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You may need to come up with a song. I don't know that Yoho Yoho is good enough. <laughs> you need something specific to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay, so. I'll, I'll work on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, good for the Bucks. Really, the way they're playing right now, the what he's doing, and uh, defense isn't great. You know, but they do have some talent and some playmakers there. This was an exciting game, right? Third quarter, it was it became a track show. I mean, Jordan Love, the Packers offense was going up and down the football field. They were kind of going back at each other, but you know, ultimately they couldn't keep uh, pace with the Bucks offense and what they were doing. And they got something in Rashad White. They do. He's had four straight great games, two over a hundred rushing yards. I think one was right at a hundred. Yesterday at 89, and he slid 11 yards short of the end zone, and then he got up, and he was going to keep going. Like, he was yeah, really yeah, conflicted, yeah, but right. once he slid, they said, you gave yourself up. Even though he wasn't touched, they wouldn't let him finish. But, you know, he wasn't offended by Mayfield saying back in October, we're not a run-first team. And they still might not be, but the run is more dangerous now than it was. And that's what it, They did vice versa. So let's throw it. Let's get him off Throw to set up the run. Bit. Now we got some room to run. You know, and then they found ways to throw the ball underneath to him a little bit. And I think that, you know, all those things like James Cook, right. It gives him a little confidence. Oh, there's some space. And all of a sudden you run harder. You start to feel like you're a part of the offense. And, yeah, they got something with White. You're right about that. All right, first one for me, a win is a win is a win. Because it wasn't pretty. They covered the spread. We didn't think they would. But the Chiefs went up to New England and handled the Patriots, even though there are still issues with that Chiefs offense. We still saw the dropsies yesterday. We saw a little alligator arms yeah, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Right? I wonder if when he and Taylor Swift go their separate ways, if and when that happens, the title of the breakup song will be Alligator Arms. <laughs> Why are you? Maybe they're going to stay together Maybe they forever. will. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, you never know. Maybe but it'll be here's a, maybe the play it'll be, you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I, you know, 
He's trying to catch it, cradle, and protect himself. He knows he's going to get hit, but he just cradles just a hair too early to where he doesn't get the, his hands on the ball all the way. He's worried about, you know, getting hit by, uh, what the heck's his name there, um, Duggar, right? Uh, but but you're right. But Kelsey Kelsey's like two dude. of him. Yeah. Like go ahead and go yeah, ahead and hit the me. Shot. Yeah, but this is you know like you said, it's the Chiefs right now. It's that right. Tony Harrison, had one. Harrison, Chubbs, you got Chubbs. Chubbs. He had one. Slant over the middle. I mean, plays volleyball with it. Interception. Right. He throws a ball down the middle of the field to Blake Bell. Blake Bell, you're not in concrete. You're allowed to actually walk back to catch the ball. He literally was just like, no, arms go longer. The ball got hit, popped in the air. That was one of the excuses that they were trying to push a few weeks ago, that the receivers are just a few feet off of where they need to be to make the catch. But if it's still... You go get it. Yes. It's here, basic your ball Tony skills. Here's your, and they're not going to give up on Tony, everybody. He's going to screw up every game from now to the, te- the, the end of time. They don't care because if he returns a punt for a touchdown or reverse for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, it's going to all be worth it. They're going to hang with this guy. They don't got anybody else like this guy at receiver. So that's going to happen, and that's an issue. And Mahomes is frustrated, but he's doing a good job of hanging in there. And there's Tony, just, you could see, takes his eye off the ball. He's worried about running, making a play after the catch, right? You know, but but there's still a, as much as we know that offense is not functioning the way we would like it, and they make some mistakes and, and do stuff like that, it's still Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you feel like they can find ways to do anything. They have a grittiness about them. That's real. And then, of course, their defense and how good they are and the way they were playing. I mean, Bailey Zappi came out in this one, kind of looked good early on. But, you know, after the first few drives, uh, that was it. The Chiefs kind of figured out what New England was doing, and they put the clamps on, and, you know, Zappi and the rest of the Patriots offense couldn't do do crap after it, that. It really is strange, though. For as much as they love Tony, they don't use him that much. He was on the field for 40% of the snaps yesterday. For the year, it had been 25%. There were some games where he was in single-digit percentage. Yeah. I mean, if he's that dangerous, get him out there and use him all the time. I spoke to Mahomes after the game, and it was a – it's just I get him maybe once a year, and I kept him way too long. We talked for ten minutes, but on the issue of the drops, and we mentioned this last night on Football Night in America, because I a lot of times you hear broad comments about you know we have to get better. What specifically are you going to do? What do you do yeah. to help guys right. learn to hold on to the football? And he said before or after every practice, it'll be extra throws from me, the other quarterbacks. Jugs machines. Yeah. And then it's about confidence. I've seen these guys make great catches. Yeah. I've seen them make some it. of the great catches I've ever seen. Right. You just have to believe in yourself. And I don't know how you get someone to the point where they believe in themselves in that moment. It gets in your head. How do you get it out of your head? It becomes a mental block. It becomes something that you're too conscious of. We see guys try to turn up field before they've looked the ball all the way in. That's not what these guys it's just it's just it's a thing. Yeah. And they don't know how to make it not a thing. Right. But still to go into New England and win yesterday. You know, I also spent some time talking to him about what Bill Belichick does to try to fool them. He said they always look the same on defense. Mm-hmm. You can't disguise – you can't diagnose before the snap what's coming. Right. They've disguised whatever they're going to do. They've yep. got guys who can play different positions. They move all over the place, yep. and they really do try to fool them. And he said they got me a few times. Yeah. But that's one of the things he's trying to do is get to the point where he's like a Tom Brady and that he knows what's coming. He can see it. He can sense it. Even if they've got it disguised, he knows. He just knows there's some little thing that yeah. tells him where right. they're going to move when the play starts. Yeah. And he'll get there. He will. He, he's getting – we're seeing it. We're he's 28. By the time he gets into his mid to early 30s, that range, the brain – and the body will be at a point where he'll be even better than he is now, if that's Agreed. even possible. Agreed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know, he he's close to, you know, being that kind of guy. His only problem is he's so freaking talented that sometimes he might leave a completion or something surgical on the field because he goes, "Wait, we're a little stall. You know, we're stalling out here a little bit." Yeah, there's a guy open underneath for six or seven yards, but. 
we haven't moved the ball the last few drives, so let me try to hit one for 30 right here. And that's where he gets himself in trouble. And he's done that a little bit this year. Uh, but you know, I, I, I think in the long run, he'll play the game the way he's supposed to play. And the Chiefs, of course, are still dangerous and still one of the best teams in the AFC with that defense, with him. Pacheco back healthy when he gets back out there. Uh, we know the Chiefs are going to be a major player uh, in the AFC when, when all said and done. All right, give me another one. Uh, I'm going to go to the Audubon Society on this one. I got it. The bird killers right now. The 49ers. It's, it's four games in a row. They've, they've just killed birds, all right? I mean, we went Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, and they got the Ravens this week. So, I mean, they, we got to continue to keep the Audubon Society's number alive here for the inhumane treatment of, uh, of birds <laughs> here by the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Poor little Tweety Cardinal. He's dead today, okay? That's not cool. But, I mean, what, what, it's nothing new that we're going to be saying here. I, hey, Cardinals offense came out firing all that. But, I mean, damn it, there's Debo Samuel wide open because of a great play call and designed by Shanahan. You know, Cardinals defense moved the – I mean, like I said, moved the ball the first drive. Looked like they were moving the ball again. Then Charvarius Ward does a great job of kind of reading Kyler Murray's eyes. Pick six, 14-7, right? And usually when the 49ers start to get a touchdown lead or go up by more than that, you start to go, well, this is the kind of game they want to play. You know, here's Brock Purdy. What a great play. What a cool play altogether uh, as far as getting McCaffrey open down the field. And he was wide open, but Brock Purdy did a good job of buying some time to make sure he could hit him. But I think it's the same thing we continue to say about the 49ers. It's all systems go. They look great at everything. Their defense wasn't at its best yesterday, right? But Kyler Murray, the way they run, they ran the ball well. They do it. Trey McBride, that damn tight end. And here's the other thing. The 49ers had no... No uh, Hargrave yesterday, no Eric Armstead. So I think that hurt their defense. But damn, Shanahan, that offense, McCaffrey, I mean, almost 200 total yards of offense once again. Uh, you know, I know I like watching Cleveland, but San Francisco is the most fun watching football because of those weapons on offense. They've won six games in a row. Yep. They've won each one by at least 12 points. Back-to-back division titles for the first time since 2011-2012. Right. 2012 is the last year they went to the Super Bowl. Officially the overall Nets points leader in the NFL, right? You look at that after yesterday. Unbelievable. Yeah. And ever, ever, just everything about it, catching the Dolphins offense systematically. We were talking Every about that week. before the show. Yeah. Getting closer and closer, closer to the now, Dolphins offense. They're like offense. 10 yards behind the Dolphins offense. Wouldn't Dolphins 49ers be a hell of a Super Bowl? I don't think the Dolphins can get there. But that would be a hell of a super. Oh, that it really would. McDaniel be. and Shanahan. Oh, definitely. You know, and two whiz kids, right? And you know that that that's one of those. Well, where it's it like, wouldn't be a hell of a Super Bowl. It would be like Super Bowl nineteen. You think it, it would? Yeah, yeah. It would the be 49ers the same thing. Would whoop yeah, 49ers them that way. If the, I mean, the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. The, the rest of it's just details, unless they fall off again with injuries. They have another game like the Browns, where uh oh, Debo Samuel, uh oh, Trent Williams, uh oh, Christian McCaffrey. And that could happen. Yeah. Or, uh-oh, Brock Purdy gets yeah. hit by Hassan Reddick. No, it, it feels inevitable. Like we, I think we said last week, it feels like the 80s or 90s again. It feels like it's the 84 Niners, the 85 Bears, the 86 Giants, the 89 Niners, right? The 92 Cowboys, 93 Cowboys, the 94 Niners, the 96 Packers, where you just kind of like, about week 12 of all those seasons, I can remember being a kid going, this is they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like they're, It's just like you said, as long as they stay healthy – it's, they're going to the Super Bowl. They just look like they are in a class of their own. And nobody, when they play at their best, looks like the 49ers. And I, I don't think – I think a lot of people see that with the, the I eye just test. Wish, I wish there was one more in that class. I know. The that's gap between stinks. them and number two. I know. Right now it's 49ers-Ravens. And I would expect the 49ers to beat the Ravens by at least 10 points if they wow. played right now. Wow, Yeah. I, I, I think that's so too. And I'm not even ready to say the Ravens. I think in a one-game playoff scenario, like one game win it out, I think it might be the Chiefs. That's where I get back into that conversation. I don't know what the opening line is, but right. next Monday night, the Ravens and the 49ers you just said get it. together. <laughs> 10? How about 9.5? I don't think it'll be that much. I think it'll be like four. Can we? Four and a half we'll find, Niners. We're going to take a break. We'll find the... I'm going to say... All right, you go ahead. You pick yours and I'll pick mine. I'll say nine I'm going to say half. it's under five. You're going to say it's over? You're up I'm there? I'm going to say it's nine and a half. Okay. Or wow. higher. Damn. All right. We'll find out and we'll update we'll burn you. That, if I'm right, we burn that sweatshirt. No. <laughs> no. More PFT Live right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. 
They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Is it too soon to even think about using the P word? No, 100%. I mean, it, it's it, unless you told me the season ended right now, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. So... Um, how we move forward and, and how we handle our business over the next, you know, 72 hours and then leading into the game on Thursday is what's most important. But love this group, lo- love the opportunity for us to be able to learn, and uh, especially after being able to get the victory that those guys did a good job of. I don't buy any of that crap. Of course he's thinking about the playoffs. They're about to defy all expectations. Teddy KGB is back. That's the superlative I didn't get to last segment. (laughs) Because remember, it was two years ago, splash in the pot, pay that man his money. They were all in. This, there it is. Well done. They, They don't have any chips to push into the middle of the table, but they got a hell of a hand. So maybe we're realizing more, maybe they're more Matt Damon. What was his name in the round? I don't know. Movie, right. The other guy. Yeah. Not Teddy KGB. <laughs> they're realizing they got a good hand. Right. And they pulled some good cards here. And the other hands aren't as good as theirs. And here they are at number seven on the playoff tree. And of course, of course, they're thinking about it. I got to say something. He's got that tough to hair in the front that defies all gravity and elements. That game, we didn't mention this last week, that game in Baltimore when it was pouring down rain for three hours, that that little tuft right there was still sticking straight up. I think he's got one of those. In like, the driving rainstorm. front calyx, right? It's straight up. It's like, it's like it doesn't go down, I don't think. I don't know. Straight up. Right. You know, I don't right. know. Maybe he has some product in the rain in there. for three hours. Yep. He's got some damn good product to make yeah. it go straight. I don't up. even think product in the rain. Three hours in the rain in Baltimore. I think he has one up. of those like calic heads that right. are just like that in the front. There. I used to have one of those damn things. Yeah, right here. You had it right there. Right here. Yeah. I tried everything with it. I tried to cut it all the way down at the bottom. Didn't work. It just that weird little flippy thing that wouldn't go away. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you got a full head of hair. You're doing all right. Uh, but it's mostly got a mine. Forehead. You got a three head. I mean, so you're. Yeah. No, no. It's gone back a little bit. It goes back a little bit. Bit. But goes back a little bit. Your just Teddy KGB bit. thing. He's going back a little bit. He's going. He's going back. It <laughs> definitely is. My, my son keeps calling me Peyton Manning. I'm going to go. That's when good. we see Peyton Manning one day, because you're going to see him, I'm going to go. Hey, my son makes fun of your forehead, <laughs> but and does it to me all the time. I'm going to call him out in front of him. I'm going to get him. He keeps calling me that Peyton Manning forehead you got over there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the Rams. I mean, what they're doing. You know, McVay, again, you, you talk about a coach exceeding expectations, right, and being coach of the year candidate, right? He's the guy that needs to be in that conversation. Coach of the year is going to be so hard this oh year. Oh, my gosh. It seems like it's about as hard as ever, right? But they whooped the crap out of the commanders yesterday. I mean, they really did. This score is actually very misleading. They could have blown them out of the water. You know, Kyron Williams fumbled one time going into score. He fumbled another time kind of when they were driving. That squashed it. But we know this can happen, right? Movement, motions, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. You know, what are they doing? They confuse you. They run all these option routes. Obviously, Washington busts the coverage there. 31's got to continue to follow Cooper Cup up the seam. But that's why you move motion and movement. It confuses communications. Guys forget the rules at the last second. Ooh, we were playing cover four, but we were taught all week if they motion to this, we want to play cover three. Oh, no, I forgot my cover three rule. It's too late. He's gone. But then them running the football the way they are? I mean, damn. I mean, they just they're they're like we saw last week them just run the ball down the throat of the Baltimore Ravens. Same thing again yesterday. They're one of the better running football teams in the NFL the last four or five weeks in the in the league. 
Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of credit to the Rams and what they're doing, playing tough. Uh, I know Washington hung around, but this is a game the Rams c- controlled the whole way. 152 rushing yards for Kyron Williams on 27 carries. Cooper Cup had 111 receiving yards. Demarcus Robinson's been a nice little find for them, he too. Has. He had a touchdown and 44 receiving yards, and he had a one carry for 23 yards. So, I mean, he's an impact player. He is. Nakua. Remember, it was just a mess a good last job year. to round out the group. There. Everything about them was a mess yeah. last year. They had Allen Robinson last year who didn't right. do anything. Right. Just everything felt lost for the Rams. They were paying the bill for going all in in 2021. And now this year, and you know, you, you and I both believe Sean McVay seriously thought about leaving. Yep. Kind of got shamed into staying because right. guys were like, wait a minute, we thought you were going to be here. Would have taken an escape hatch to a broadcast booth if a right. seat had been available. No seats were available, or at least would have seriously thought about it. And now it's all working out well for him and the team. Now, I don't know what next year is going to look like because I don't know how long you can hold together this group. But maybe you start reloading young guys. guys. They're going to need a quarterback at some point. Right. That's what, you know, how long does Stafford go, right? He's an old 35, right? Uh, You know, for that. But hey, where they have changed, and and I know I've said this to you, is their D line's bigger than years past. Their O line is also bigger than years past. And we're not seeing, remember early in the year, it was like, man, Matthew Stafford, I mean, protect yourself. He's getting crushed. Uh, Now he's, he's being protected. They run the ball. And for me, like, I want the Rams in the playoffs. I'm going to just state it right now and say it. I'm a guy, and everybody that's ever listened to me knows this, I want the best seven teams in the playoffs because it means the best viewing experience for all of us as we watch the playoffs unfold. And for me right now, with the Rams, yes, I think they're one of the seven best teams in the NFC. They will add to the NFC playoff drama. And like we said a few weeks ago, nobody's going to want to be in the wild card round and go, my gosh, Sean McVay and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are coming to town. That's going to be scary. That will be. Just like you talk about with Buffalo, if they come into town like that in the AFC. That's who I kind of look at the Rams. They're kind of that in the NFC, and we'll see where this all goes. Well, and what about – see, it's not going to be 2 7 49ers Rams unless the 49ers blow the one no, it'd seed. No, it would be Eagles Rams, right? Or maybe they can get a 6 seed and then go to Detroit, which That's would be a the great one. matchup, right? That's, That's another the one, we're, one that would be matchup. awesome. Right. That's the ideal. It goes back to Detroit. Lions don't want that. Right. They don't want the Rams coming to town. They definitely don't. Although they look pretty good on Saturday night. You know, yeah. we had games Saturday night we're not going to get to, but the Lions kicked the crap out of a, of a out of a previously hot Broncos team. Yes, they And did. the Lions reestablished themselves a little bit. The question is, can they keep that going I know. this weekend against the You know what else Vikings? happened on Saturday? Yeah, I know. I know. Took an L, baby. Yeah, well, I picked well, the Bengals to win. Maybe they would have won if you been a pick, though. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure Damn. that that has influence. You over. guys, that was one of those games where they didn't win. You guys lost. I was flying up here yeah. during that, and I had texting on the plane, so my son was giving me play by play, and I was able to get Twitter, but I wasn't able to watch the game, and it was just a very frustrating oh, experience. The two interceptions were huge. Well, the interceptions were huge. The tush push. Nonsense oh, twice in, in a row in overtime. And you're not a good running football my, team. My, my my son cracks me up. He he is so. He's a chip off the old block. He's worse, <laughs> if that's possible. He he like he goes back and forth between. Boy, Kevin O'Connell needs to coach this team for 50 years too. They got to get rid of him. It's like they're not getting rid of him. They got to get rid of him. He's uh, the problem. He's trying to diagnose who the problem is. Yeah. The problem is this guy. The problem is this guy. The problem is this guy. The problem is Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the GM. Now the problem's Kevin. The problem's this guy. It's always somebody's the problem. It's like you just got to chill and let it play out. But even though they lost, they're still in the sixth seed. They got Lions, Packers, Lions to finish the season, and it's all in front of them. And, you know, they can still win the division. Because if the Lions lose to the Cowboys. Right. On, they beat the Lions on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, and they uh, win their games. Yeah, they, they, they. But I don't see this team winning the last three games of the year, not either. the way they played on Saturday. All right, let's take a break. When we return, no Tyreek, no problem for Miami Dolphins. That's next here on PFT Live. The Miami Dolphins getting it done without Tyreek Hill. Now, they were playing the New York Jets, whose offense continues to be not good. 30 to nothing. Dismantling of the Jets. 5 and 9 is New York. 10 and 4 are the Dolphins. And 
The report came out yesterday morning that the Dolphins were going to let Tyreek Hill decide what to do. I think this is just a classic example of Mike McDaniel, emotionally intelligent, yeah. knowing how to empower people to make their own decisions, right. but to provide them with the evidence and the information necessary to make the decision that he would make if he were the one making the decision. Right. Balancing... I want 2,000 yards, right. MVP consideration right. against team goals. Right. We don't need you this week. Jets, we need you next week. Are hard. We need you next week. Right. I'm told he's likely to play next week as of right now. Of course, things could change. But as of right now, as of yesterday, I don't know as of right now, as of yesterday, it's likely he'll play next week. And I was told it also wasn't even close yesterday. He wasn't, he wasn't going to be able to play yesterday. Right. But he had to come to that conclusion on his own. They still got it done without him. They won't get it done against the Cowboys without him. They need him against the Cowboys. Although maybe they will. I don't know. After the no. way the Cowboys looked yesterday, who the hell knows? But they, they need Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they need Tyreek Hill. I mean, again, to be one of the you know upper echelon elite teams in football, there's no doubt. I mean, they're you know again, they did some good things. Tua was incredibly efficient yesterday, which you got to be with the Jets. They don't give you a ton of plays down the field, you know. But 21 of 24, yeah, that's a damn good day. But it was still only 290 yards of total offense. It wasn't like they went up and down the field. In fact, you know, here's the big play, the by far the big play of the football game for the Miami Dolphins. 10-0, right? 17-0. And you just felt like that was insurmountable with the way the, the Jets offense looked. You know, but Waddle, yeah, he got the Tyree kill role in this game. He was the one that was going in motion everywhere and flying around. And he's certainly capable of doing Tyree Kill type of things, not maybe quite to that extent, but you know, in that same ballpark. Uh, here's my problem with the game. You heard me during the game. I mean, first off, you know, hey, the defense, they started a strip sack, right? Miami Dolphins get the ball. It took them three plays to get one yard to score a touchdown to start to start the game after the strip sack on Zach Wilson. They're going into the game with self-doubt on offense, right? They're going into the game going, I don't know, are we as good without Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, everybody's telling them that. We're all talking about it. They themselves watched the film of the Titans game. He's in the game. We're good. He came out of the game. We're three and out, right? The fake punt by Robert Sala, right, to it, 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 the early of the second quarter or late first quarter, on a, on a fourth and six, it wasn't like it was fourth and one or two. It was fourth and five or six, and – it looked like the Miami Dolphins kept their punt safe or their defense in. That, to me, was a mind-blowing decision. You have one of the best defenses in football. Punt the ball down there. Play the field position game. Put the pressure on two and Mike McDaniel that the offense isn't as good without Tyreek. Let them start to feel that. There's a ton of Jet fans in the stands. That was a horrible decision in the football game. And was where they lost it, right there. 10 nothing was too much for them to overcome. See you later. Game over. And then it all fell apart yeah, after that, right. as we thought it was Wilson going got to. Hurt. Zach Wilson's in the concussion protocol, and it was so weird. All the different excuses Holy we crap. got. Dehydrated. He went to the locker room early because he was dehydrated. And then he's got a head injury. And then, oh, it's his shoulder. And then finally they labeled him as Got a head injury, a but he's not on concussion protocol. Yeah. He's got a head injury, but shoulder, no concussion. And then it went back yeah. to concussion protocol. So he's he has a concussion. Concussion, and who knows, we may not see him again this year. There was a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers being cleared to join the roster and play as of Wednesday. On Wednesday, the window closes on his 21-day return to practice. He's either got to get to the 53-man roster or get back to IR for the rest of the year. They're eliminated now. Yeah. Just no, no, you're not playing. What's the point? What's the purpose of him playing less than 100% for meaningless games? No, get ready for next year. There's no reason for him to play. I would have said the it Jets if it were right now. The Jets right. right now, what they can do, Woody Johnson, and I think Aaron Rodgers has to do this first. Rodgers has to come out tomorrow on McAfee's show and say, "I will play next year." Not, "I'll let you know in March," so we can have some big reveal with 500,000 people tuning into McAfee's show on a Tuesday to find out. No, say it now. You don't need to go sit in a dark closet. You don't need to sip ayahuasca. You don't need to eat magic mushrooms. You don't need to have some epiphany, some vision quest. You're playing next year. Say it. Woody Johnson needs to come out and say, Robert Sala's going to be back. Joe Douglas is going to be back. We're going to do next year what we're trying to do this year, as long as he doesn't tear his other Achilles tendon four snaps into the first game of the season. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you there, right? There are some things that are unsettled about the Jets right now. And, and of course, he's the major power player and the, the guy that's the driving force 
behind where there's where this organization He's is. He's not right now. wired to do anything other than seek maximum attention for himself and stretch it out as long as he can. That seems to be. I'm sorry, hard truth. No, well, you're I... not wired to be anything other than, hey, everybody, we're gonna string this out. Look at me. Pay attention to me. As long as possible. That's it just feels the like perception that's what it around is. the NFL. I mean, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. I, I think if you talk to most coaches in football off record, they'd be like, I've never seen a quarterback get hurt and not be a part of a season more, but still be the main talking part of that team more than Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, that, that's, that's odd. Most they organizations did, they, wouldn't let do that. The Patriots the and their winning 20, you know, 20 Super Bowls in a row would never let that wait a distraction on our sidelines during the game all of this all they wouldn't that, that Brady tore his ACL week one the year after they had the one of the greatest seasons in NFL history he tore his ACL he was once. gone gone that's what they do because they you're not playing you're not in the fight right now so we don't need you going oh you guys should have done this or should have done that or you know distracting people on the sideline I mean, or commenting on his own views about how things got leaked regarding Zach Wilson saying it's chicken shit taking shots at the organization but again Jets, you only got yourselves to blame. You got smitten with his talent. You did a deal with the devil. I'm not saying he's the devil. It's just a, it's just a saying. But now you got to pay the price. Um, and uh, it's been a cluster mess of a season. I keep coming close to saying that word, but that's what it's been for the Jets. And the question is, will it be next year? We'll see. But the sooner they turn the page from this year to next year and yeah. make it clear he's going to be back and everybody else is going to be back, the better chance they have to maybe do next year what they could have done this year. Let's right. take a break. When we return, who made the biggest statement this weekend? Saturday and Sunday statement draft. We haven't done this in a while. No, we never get I have to no it. idea who I'm going to pick. You usually talk too much, I got... so we can't get to the segment. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Monday edition of PFT Live, we roll along through our Saturday-slash-Sunday statement draft. We have not done this in a while, but it gives us just another way to address some of the action from the weekend that was, all the way back to Saturday with three games. Chris, you're up. Well, uh, the Lions are going to be the first one I talk about as far as making a, a Sunday statement. I mean, I think, you know, one, hey, they haven't been playing their best football lately. They're playing a Denver Bronco team that we know has been pretty damn good and looking like they're going, you know, on an upward trajectory there. Well, damn, did they squash that. I mean, they really did. It was one of those games where, you know, I picked the Broncos to win a close one, and about the second drive of the game, I went, oh, no, this, 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 is, this is not good. Like, not like, oh, Denver can hang in there and maybe sway the momentum back their way. I went like, oh, no, they're, they're in real trouble, right? The, the, the attack by the Lions offense was too much for the Denver Broncos to handle. The Broncos have been fortunate for the most part to play some teams here during their win streak that are like either good at the run or the pass, but not both. And I think that's allowed Vance Joseph with, you know, a good defense, but not super talented to go, oh, okay, we're playing this team this week. We'll go a little more eggs in the pass game offense, you know. Oh, and this week we can go a little more on the run game. Lions have balance. And with their O-line being healthy and the fact that they're going to feature Jameer Gibbs as their feature running back now, they're dangerous. I mean, they are. I mean, and they had their way doing whatever they wanted on the offensive side of the ball. Once they start to run the ball like they did in the first two drives, good night because Ben Johnson has all the coolest play action passes in football you add that with Laporta and Amon Ra St. Brown and we're seeing Jamison Williams more in that run game uh that was an impressive win by the Detroit if Lions. you don't get the Lions to third down you don't have a chance yeah that's, that's right the key. because it, third down puts it on Jared Goff right you don't have to worry about play action or any other trick plays and that's you know that's pretty standard with a lot of the good offenses in football I think we would say the same thing about probably the Miami Dolphins too but yeah you you get when the Lions are in second and four all game you are screwed as a defense because now they can run five yards for the first down or they call the play action pass and you know there's a big play to be had there too and that's when they're really rolling well, the Tommy DeVito era was fun while it lasted. Get but your the Saints shine defense, box. get your shine box, Tommy, because the Saints defense sacked him seven times. They were two for 16 on third down, and it just never felt close. It yeah. never felt competitive. I think I made the comment last week they're going to spear the chicken cutlet with the top of the fleur de lis, the thing on the side <laughs> of the Saints helmet. And that's just it. Again, it was fun, and now it's done. The Saints get the win. 
they stay even with the Buccaneers atop the NFC South, and it feels like it comes down to those two teams. One of them's getting in. Maybe they both get in. Maybe the other one gets the wild card. Yeah, the no, that, that's crazy. In the they NFC do play South, each other coming up, though. They have some other ways to get in, right? Where, yeah, they could be be two of them with you know less than impressive records. But, I, you know, Saints played it the right way yesterday. Yeah, I, I think they really did. Their defense was good. They knew they were playing an offense that's not real special. They didn't let Tommy DeVito scramble, which was the big thing that the Packers screwed up on Monday night. He doesn't want to stand there and make throws, really. He does. He wants to run around and make it backyard football. So they didn't let that happen early on in the football game. There was no run game to talk about. Saints played field position, pretty conservative on the offensive side of the ball. As you know, Derek Carr, I wish he was, he's a little too conservative for my money a lot of the times. But you know, I think they realized who they were playing against. Why take any chances? We'll just slowly whittle them away and wear them down, and that's what they did. All right, what else you got? Uh, I think the next one I got to go to the Texans and give D'Amico Ryan and company credit for what they did yesterday. You know, get behind the eight ball early, right? T- Titans go down, nice touchdown drive. They get the pick six, right? And then from there on out. They kind of slowly wore down the Tennessee Titans. And I think I picked the Texans here just because in the statement of all the good players they had missing in this game, Will Anderson, no C.J. Stroud, no Nico Collins, no Tank Dell. And it, what D'Amico Ryans has done with this football team is going, no, no, we're more than just you know two or three guys. We got something here. And, I mean, did they totally shut down the Titans' run game. Will Levis had a hard time really doing much of anything after that first drive. And even though Case Keenum wasn't a world beater, made a few plays here and there. And we're seeing with the Texans O-line being healthy and ready to go here the last month, they're starting to run the ball on a consistent basis. Way to be tough and physical and outlast the Titans. I suggested last night at the taping that we do in the third quarter that when the Texans and the Titans play – Whoever wins that game should have the rights to the Oilers uniform like until the that. next time they play. That's cool. I like that. That would be a cool little, like, you know, how college It's like a little brown have, jug. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. It's we like, like that. the golden hat yep. at Texas, yep. Oklahoma. I say that. it half jokingly, but I kind of like it. I think it. it's actually kind of like cool. It could add to the rivalry. Um, last one for me. The Colts uh, have ended the Steelers. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger was right. Whatever you want to put on it, the Colts completely embarrassed the Steelers. They needed that game badly. They were up 13-0. It fell apart. Mitch Trubisky got benched for Mason Rudolph. And it feels like the Tomlin era is coming to an end. It may be he walks before they make him run, but it feels like it's coming to an end. Let's take a break. The show's coming to an end. We got one more round, plus maybe a five-second Monday Night Football preview. Fly, Eagles, fly. We'll be right back. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, lots to do in the last 75 seconds. Give me one more, Chris. Sunday statement. Let's go to a Saturday statement. When the No, Mets, let's not. When the Bengals beat the Minnesota Vikings, you were flying, so you didn't T. have Higgins. to deal with what the misery. T. Higgins, T. Higgins, what a catch. Good this Lord. is why I say it's a statement, right? First off, your team outplayed the Bengals and probably should have been up 31-3, to right? But at the end of the day, still, the Bengals hung around. And where I say it's a statement is – Jake Browning, they're going to have confidence and go, wait, we can come back with this guy at quarterback. To be down 73, come back, you know, be down at the end, need the touchdown to tie it up. Uh, I do think that goes a long way to their overall confidence as a football team. Panthers fans made a statement on Sunday by not showing up. And I know, oh, it's raining, all the weather is bad. It's December football. The team sucks. One win. Although they doubled their pleasure yesterday to the chagrin of the Falcons, and Chris called it, Desmond Ritter's going to throw an interception that's going to change the game, and he did, and the Panthers won. Somebody said last week that Arthur Smith is safe barring a disaster down the stretch. Disaster engaged. That might have been. Eagles win tonight. Fly, Eagles, fly. 27-21. Eagles, I got them 24-21. All right, fly, Eagles, fly. See See you tomorrow.